1: Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Elliott. Super, super excited for this gentleman that's going to be diving into a niche that I've never seen anybody talk about or actually dive into. He's been getting leads this way for a good amount of years now, completed over 2,500 deals, been in the game for 15 years. So this guy is somebody that we can all learn from and this niche is what really grabbed my attention, right? So, this niche is marketing on the radio, right? So, I don't know what the statistics are. Maybe he can share with us a little bit, but as far as all the people that, you know, nationwide that are listening to the radio each and every single day, you know, you hear those little ads of maybe going to like uh, an investment seminar, but you don't hear too many about like marketing to deals, right? So, this is something that's it's really intriguing, and I know you guys are going to love this one as well. Reach out if you guys have any questions, but this man is going to really just tear the lid off of a whole new avenue. I'm super excited about it, but my man, how are you doing, Chris? What's up, brother? Doing
0: well, man. Hanging out with you.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah ready to rock and roll, man. Let's break this apart. Where do you want to start? You,
1: brother. So brother. So you're actually in Tulum, right? Tulum, Mexico right now?
0: Yeah, I live in Tulum, Mexico. People are always like, New Mexico or Mexico? No, the country of Mexico. <laughs> a little different. Yeah, a little, yeah. little different. I'm south of Cancun, about an hour and a half on the Caribbean side. And so people are always like, well, why are you there? Because I always have wanted to live on the, in the Caribbean, right? I want to finish my day. Like I will today after working and go down to the beach and hang out, which will be great. And my company is actually located in Dallas, Fort Worth. So, yes, we run a completely virtual model, no brick and mortar office. Our staff are scattered all over the states from east to west coast, which gives really one of the ultimate freedoms, which is freedom of location, right? Why do I have to live in the city that I do deals in? The technology is there for us to be able to live wherever in the world we want to and do deals somewhere else, which is great.
1: I love that. So, how long have you been in Tulum right now?
0: Three years, coming right up on three years full-time. Okay. People ask me, like, how often do you go back? Only when I have to, maybe once a year.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You okay. <laughs> have to drag me back. I don't, I don't want to go back. I love it here. So why real estate for you? Because it's a fantastic vehicle. For me, my values are really around freedom, right? I want freedom of time and freedom of resources. We talked about freedom of location. And so, I utilize real estate as a vehicle to be able to focus on what I value and particularly as a vehicle to impact the world the way that I want to because I'm a seminary graduate. So my entire development has always been around the fact that people matter most. Legacy is around impacting people and I have the mindset that I want the vehicle to be able to write the checks to impact people's lives however we see fit. So that's why real estate.
1: I love that. Was it any friends or family that really influenced you to get in?
0: Twofold, kind of my quick testimonial. People ask me this. I was literally sitting at Chick fil A eating a chicken biscuit and looking <laughs> up on the mural of what Kathy Truitt had been utilizing Chick-fil-A to accomplish in the world. And they have all these pictures of, you know, how they're impacting. And that was kind of when the seed got planted because I never really looked at business. I was like not going into business. That was yeah. like, I got a master's degree in theology. That has nothing to do with <laughs> business. Right. And then the reason I did is at that time being young, it's like, I don't know much about business. So I was like, people are either in real estate or they're investing in the stock. I'm terrible at math. So let's go real estate. And at that time I had a buddy that was a real estate kind of agent broker. And yeah. so he was kind of the first person that started to guide me down that path. But kind of like I had two options. It was 50-50 because I didn't know anything else at the time. I was-
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so tell me about your experience. I mean, 15 years in the game now, 2,500 deals closed. You focus virtually wholesaling, correct?
0: And fix and flip.
1: And fix and flip virtually. Yeah. Okay. So any other niches that you focused on over the years or these are the two that really...
0: I have a real estate brokerage. So we have another niche of retail. So I believe in being a solutions provider when it comes to setting up your business. So... What I tell new people to the game is don't start to identify yourself too quickly as a fix and flip or as a wholesaler or as a real estate agent slash broker. You want to have the mindset that you're evaluating every single deal and putting it into the exit bucket that's going to provide you the greatest amount of income. And so the more tools you can begin to put in your belt, the greater value you are to a seller that's distressed because not all need a cash offer, right? Sure. Sometimes they just need to list the property, right? Or sometimes yeah. you might need to owner finance or throw that into your rental portfolio. So I believe in diversity when it comes to picking up properties.
1: Yeah, that's so good. I mean, overall, just having more tools to your belt. And when the problems come up, you can actually solve them, you know, instead of just referring them off or whatever it is. So- Make a
0: lot more money on your marketing when you have more places to put those leads as exits. Exactly. Rather right, yeah, than throwing them in the trash because it's like, well, I don't do retail, so I'm going to throw that in the trash. It's like, man, you could have listed that property, right? And I got a buddy that lists them at 7 to 9%. That's not like equal to a wholesale deal if you do the math on a 7 to 9% commission. That's
1: fantastic. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I love it. Okay, cool. Well, uh, let's talk about radio. You know, this Radio. Is, People this, are like, the, man,
0: hasn't that been around forever?
1: Yeah, I was like, this <laughs> really? guy's great radio? Yeah. Exactly. and you are successful at it like how the hell are you doing that <laughs>
0: I've been doing radio now for nine years. It is the most dependable and consistent lead generation I've ever put in place. Other things have come and gone. They have worked, gotten oversaturated, worked at one time, but the pricing got too high. Things like direct mail, pay-per-click, all those type of things tend to fluctuate. So the first question that people ask is like, isn't radio old school? Yeah. Uh, Really? And I say Absolutely, it is. And so is your demographic. Most people do not understand that their demographic is primarily over the age of 50. Go look at the past closings that you've done and look at the data. That's primarily who we're selling to as a demographic. So they do not download Spotify onto their phone. They still get in the car and they still turn on the radio and they still watch television. That's what people over the age of 50 do because that's the way they were raised. And that's why radio is so relevant to finding discounted property. So, radio has been around forever but the application of it to find motivated sellers that want to sell at a discount, that's what's just completely untapped. There's virtually no competition. I've been sitting back for nine years doing this and I'm still surprised at how untouched it is. It's crazy to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've interviewed over uh, like a hundred people now at this point, and we've been in the game for a few years as well. We've never heard anybody niching for actually investment strategies. Like we, we've heard all the radio targeting for like seminars, right? And, and events. For events. Yeah. So how are you actually like micro targeting these? Yeah, this is know,
0: great. So this is not a spray and pray approach. We're not buckshotting this, right? Sure. So we're reverse engineering it and you can get very niched, right? So let's follow an example of how niche this can become. There's three types of demographics in the U.S. depending on where you're at in the U.S. that you might advertise to. Could be one of these, could be all of these, depending on how big your city is. One is over the age of 50, which is the predominant demographic. You have rural and you have urban, right? Those are the three demographics. So let's say I'm going after the people over the age of 50, What do my parents or grandparents listen to music wise? There is a genre of music. So if I'm going after those people, then I'm going to reverse engineer into the actual type of music that they listen to something like classic rock or classical music. Maybe you might even use talk radio, something along those lines. And then from there, you begin to niche down more because we can actually pull data off of stations. People don't realize. Just like the MLS gives us data on properties, right? They have Nielsen, which tells you everything you want to know about the listenership of someone listening to that radio station, how old they are, at what hours they're commuting and listening to, what percentage own a house versus rent a house, right? So we are coming in and niching down that data and we are making the phone ring with the type of motivated seller that we want which is fantastic.
1: Now, how do you get that data?
0: Uh, Nielsen is a system that houses that data. And so we can pull that data via that software.
1: So how much is the, the cost to get on these ads and yeah. what, what do your ads look like? You know, is it, is it very catchy? Is it something, I guess that's speaking straight to that individual?
0: Yeah. So Second assumption, assumption number one is my demographic doesn't listen to the radio. That's why, here's the question everyone's asking, if radio is so good, why is everyone not doing it? That is the main question that everyone has in their head right now. Number one, I told you because everyone thinks that they're their demographic and they say, well, I don't listen to radio. And that you're not your demographic. That's assumption one that keeps people away. Second thing is gonna be the pricing. Everyone assumes that in order to get on radio, I gotta start with a budget of like ten thousand dollars. So here's the assumption it's not affordable right? Think about it. If I were to ask you how much you think it costs to advertise on radio, you go, I don't really know. It just probably sounds expensive. <laughs> so, to start in any market, I don't care if you're in a small market to a large market like we are Dallas-Fort Worth, you can start with a monthly budget of 1000 to $2,000. And that's actually less than probably most people are dropping on direct mail right now. And then the next question is, well, How many ads do I get with that? So let me give you my very first station. I picked up my very first station in Dallas for $1,500, right? So we've snowballed this thing to now we spend about 27,500 a month but we didn't start there. We started at $1,500 a month, right? Very conservative. So what we do then at that point when we say we advertise on a station, we always start with a hundred ads per month. So now you're doing the math. You're like, Chris, well, if you were advertising 100 times and you were spending $1,500, that means you were running 60-second spots at $15 an ad? Yes. And then people were like, you got to be kidding me. I didn't know you could advertise on radio like that. And then I say this, we buy our radio like we buy our real estate at a wholesale, deep discounted price. It's the same thing. That's why we make money in real estate and a lot of people go, well, can you buy houses at 70 cents on the dollar, 50, 60 cents on the dollar? Most people get into real estate don't believe that. We yeah, all had to go through that. Yeah, yeah. What I'm telling you is people are now looking and going, well, you can advertise on the radio for like $15 for a 60 second spot? Yes, you can if you know how to negotiate just the same way as we know how to negotiate and get discounted properties.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, that, I'm like totally mind blow from this. So. In the beginning, you started off with 100 spots. And then obviously, as you started growing, then you just negotiated to get deeper discounts and more time. No, you just
0: go to the next station because you don't want to advertise more, more than a hundred times. So you go in, you pick up a station, you work that station for a few months, make sure you got revenue coming in. I believe in leading with revenue. Sure. And as you got some deals coming in, you snowball and you go pick up the next station and you start with a hundred ads on that station. Let that thing, and then you just start building it and letting it snowball from there. So, so you no, go from station to station.
1: Yeah, I love that. So what, what does your ads sound like?
0: Yeah. It's a very like straightforward, we buy houses cash. It doesn't matter if your house is ugly, going into foreclosure, you're tired of being a landlord. Yeah. Our ad is hitting on every major pain point that we know someone listening to that ad could be feeling. And we want one of those points to hit a person and go, that's me. I'm the landlord that's tired of dealing with tenants. And I just heard this guy on the radio advertise that he'll buy this property. I'm going to call. Yeah. And so, that's what we're doing now. More recently, which is cool, is we flipped over to a COVID-19 ad, which is really cool, which is letting people know we're still buying properties. We have a completely virtual process and that we can sell your house and get you what you need without while maintaining social distancing and never needing to interact with you face-to-face. And our phones are still ringing. Basically, you're just
1: crazy. crazy. Yeah, I mean, you're marketing that you're still doing deals, social distancing.
0: Yeah, it's virtual. People still need to sell. Yeah, That hasn't changed. And real estate is deemed as an essential business, right? Title companies are still doing deals. So with all that, people just need to know, okay, I know I can sell my house, but how do I abide by social distancing? What we're doing is coming in, and saying, "Yeah, we got you on that. No problem. We'll show you how to get what you want—the sale of your house—and we'll do that completely virtually while maintaining social distance." And people love it. They're like, "Great! I didn't know it was possible, so I'm calling. Let's do this thing." And we're- so there's
1: there's no fear over that demographic. I mean, most older older people, fifty and older, are like terrified of obviously being in person. So you eliminated that, but there's no fear going through their mind of, you know, is this a legit company or you're just giving them all the resources to really make it show all the proof in the pudding pretty
0: much. Yeah. No, I'll tell you why we don't get that on radio. It's twofold benefit of radio that you don't get on other advertising streams, right? Like you don't get this on direct mail or RVMing or bandit signs. Most people don't even put their company name so they're not getting branded. (laughs) The first thing radio gives you is what we call celebrity status. So you have to understand psychologically where do celebrities come from. They come from television and they come from the radio. Something happens in our mind. It happens to all of us. We all kind (laughs) of, oh, if we met that person we watched those movies of, we'd be a little bit like celebrity, right? Starstruck. yeah. So my point is you can build the same same thing in your market by advertising on the radio because people will elevate you to celebrity status they will, it's hard for you to imagine like you mean that people will look at me as a celebrity if I'm on the radio yes because you do the same I have so many people tell me like there's this lawyer in my town and he like advertises all the time on the radio and I saw him at a local basketball game and I'm like that's that attorney on the radio. and I'm like you just did it. You just elevated yeah. that person in your mind. We all do that and then the second thing we get is what's called instant credibility. So yep. the assumption is if you're advertising on radio you must know what you're talking about and this is great for someone that's new to the game that's like man I'm trying to compete with people that are more well, you can get instant credibility right off the bat by utilizing radio because people will assume that you're the expert. So to answer your question, with COVID-19 and people being like, "Are you, you said legitimate company, we are more legitimate than any of our competitors because we advertise on radio, because we have celebrity status, and we have instant credibility. That's the power of radio. That's why I'm such a huge fan of it.
1: Yeah, that's huge. So what kind of, is there difficulties that come with this? I mean, no business is is made perfect, but I'm sure there's some kind of trial and error along the way that you've overcome during the years.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have. I mean, we're teaching people and helping people set this up all around the country because the market is super hungry for something right now. People are nervous about RVM and text blasting, right? It's been great, but it's either going to get legislated or it's going to get disrupted tech wise and just be yep. shut down. Yeah. And people are like, well, I do direct mail and if I'm in a busy city like Dallas, Fort Worth, that's saturated. So what am I going to do? I'm cold calling. I just need something else, right? So, so, so I, I actually think-
1: have several friends nationwide that focus on wholesaling and that's The exact type of things that are going through their mind right now, they're fearful of what tomorrow is going to look like because their business is, you know, slowing down and they haven't been able to actually work the the social distancing with their, their wholesaling deals. Like a lot of them are going in person to make the clothes, right? To sign the paperwork.
0: Exactly. I mean, I'm just telling you everything that our students tell us when they come yeah. in on why they want to do this. They're telling me this and I'm listening to them of, I asked them, why why did you choose radio? You could have chosen yeah. anything. And these are the things they're giving me. But to go back to the question that you had, right? We provide it turnkey, but a couple, cha- again, what's the flip side? Give me the tough side of this, right? Two things that I would probably say that would be the most challenging. Number one is negotiating with the radio stations, right? We are buying our advertisement at rock bottom prices. That takes a skill level. That takes a certain script to be able to utilize. And that's why people come to us because we coach them on how to do that. Because here's what most people are thinking they'll do. Well, I'm just going to call my local sales rep. Dude, you're going to get slaughtered. They're going to send you over this packet that's going to be retail, And you're going to be paying three to four times what we pay. And you're not going to know the difference because the sales rep does not work for you. They work for the actual radio station. And so what we do is we tell the stations what price we're going to pay. We don't ask them because we know the data on them. The only other hurdle I would say about radio um, that I hear, but we fixed it over time is for anyone newer to the game, is it covers such a large radius, right? So I advertise in Dallas yeah, we, we're heard all the way up to Oklahoma. <laughs> but that's what, it's the thing I love. The front side of it is like, can you imagine how many pieces of direct mail you would have to send to hit the amount of ears that we hit on radio?
1: Yeah. Millions. That's
0: so that's the cool piece for branding. But the other flip side, you're asking for challenges. challenge is you might get calls in areas that you don't do deals. So we ran in that beginning, we call them out of area. It's like, man, that's up on the border of, North Texas and Oklahoma, that's four hours away from Dallas. We don't do deals up there. So two ways we fix that. The first thing is we started referring those out to other investors that work those areas. And then the best thing is it drove us to better our cash buyers list because now we had a reason to build cash buyers in those areas because we had deals. And so now we do all of those deals in-house. And the reason I love those deals is because I'm, dude, Dallas is like Phoenix. It's one of the most competitive real estate markets in the country. If we get a deal in Dallas, right, like off radio or something like that, sometimes even on radio, we can come up with some competition. In the rural areas, right, nobody's getting those leads. Nobody's direct mailing them, RVMing them, nothing. So when we get those, it's just like always us. And then we have a few cash buyers out there that are more than happy to pick those up. So we've kind of shifted that to turn it into our favor from it being an initial challenge.
1: Now on the radio, are you marketing to uh, any other people like, like buyers or oh, just build, looking for distressed? Yeah.
0: Yeah, we've we tinkered with that. Um, you can definitely use radio. I mean, let's talk about everything you could use radio for. You can go after the seller. You can talk about retail and the fact that you list properties, you could actually start to solicit deals from real estate agents, from new investors, right? to coal wholesale if you're familiar with that. That's just the idea of doing a joint ventureship with somebody that's new. And absolutely, you can build a cash buyers list. So there's a ton that you can do with radio. For us, we choose to niche in on generating motivated sellers because that's, for us, kind of the highest and best use of radio for us. But that other stuff does work, for sure.
1: What does the return typically look like?
0: Best question you can ask, right? So let's get down to like actual money. And you'll know I don't fluff, I don't BS because I lost too much money listening to people that fluff their numbers, which drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I keep the money back I listen to people's numbers. Don't you sets of numbers, right? If you're spending over five thousand dollars a month. On radio monthly, so five thousand, ten thousand like us, we spend twenty-seven five. Your dollar per dollar return. So let me explain that if you're newer to the business, that means for every dollar you spend and you put out in marketing, how many dollars you get back? So a simple analogy is like a Coke machine. If I put a dollar in there, how many dollars is that Coke machine gonna spit out? So dollar per dollar return on radio is three to four. So for every dollar you spend, you're getting three to four dollars back. For us in Dallas-Fort Worth, it's right at three dollars and fifty cents is where we land. Now if you're spending under five grand, just a couple grand, the law of averages is going to work in your favor, right? Again, you're not spending as much so you're moving to profit a lot faster and our students report back to us about a five to seven dollar return. So for every dollar they're spending, they're getting five to seven dollars back. And those are the true numbers right there. But here's the best thing. I've been running a 3 to $4 return for nine years.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that that's not bad.
0: And if you have overhead and you built like, I built a company that runs without me. There's a price tag on that. Sure. I have overhead, I have payroll. And what you begin to really value in marketing as you start to create overhead in your life that you're responsible for is you love things that are consistent and dependable because you got payroll. I mean, nothing more frustrating than a lead generation source that shoots up and you're in the money and then it shoots down and it's like, this is killing me. Because My fixed expenses are like this, so I can't have something going like up and down. Right. So those are the true numbers on radio.
1: When it comes down to employees, you know, what, what does that look like for the, the coaching student that you're showing to do under 5k? You know, do, what and, does their
0: structure look like?
1: Yeah. Do, do they need, can they do it all themselves or are they hiring one, two, three,
0: four people? Solo, And here's why. So there's no question that if you're a new uh, real estate investor, been in the game for a little bit, the first thing you got to get up and get going is your marketing. You got to generate, it's two things. Build yeah. your cash buyers list if you're wholesaling. Get yeah. some type of marketing going so that you're generating opportunities. That, that's step number one and step number two. Yeah. So most of the time, let's give an example. I'm going to pick on direct mail. You might start direct mail. Well, a lot of you that might be listening are still trying to get out of your nine to five you're trying to get out of the rat race and you have this vision and dream of being able to be a real estate investor full-time. I love these stories because people are making that risk to make that happen, which is powerful. It's, it's the American dream in my opinion, right? Working for yourself. But if you're doing direct mail, Here's the challenge. You've got to niche your lists at an entirely new level, right? Because there's so much competition on being list dependent. So everyone's fighting to build the best list. I got to build a postcard. I'm constantly changing that, the language, the color, right? Then I have the flood of I hate you calls coming in, which is more than 50% on direct mail, stop mailing my house. you yeah. are not dealing with the mail company, And I'm just a solo investor over here and all of a sudden I've got this beast of a lead generation piece that yeah, is sending me leads but it's what I call high maintenance. And I have to keep working it. So now let's take radio. All you got to do is turn radio on, the radio station manages it for you and all you got to do is answer the phone. (laughs) That's it. It's what I call set it and forget it. So let me ask you this, if you're a new investor. Do you want a lead generation source that's high maintenance or do you want one that's set it and forget it so you can focus working on your business and building the things that you need to do, not managing and maintaining some type of lead generation piece? Direct mail works. I'm not saying to stop direct mailing. I've done it, but we will all agree it is a pain in the ass.
1: Yeah, I mean, this this radio thing, it's really grabbing my attention. I love it. It's, I'm trying to figure out, like, what I'm missing here. What What's going to be the obstacles, right?
0: I gave you the two obstacles. And again, and that's negotiating, right? And yeah. then dealing without. But literally, I'm... That's not, it <laughs> still doesn't seem students, that bad. Well, you can go listen to interviews I do with students. I'm like... You tell me what you don't like about radio and they're only going to tell you those two things. I got to work to negotiate with the stations that requires patience and persistence and I got to figure out to do what to do with these leads. But outside of that it's that good of a thing and here's why I'm telling you why that is so true is because I've been doing it for 9 years. Sure. So the proof is in the fact that I depend on it that much, and to be honest with you, I've kind of sat on it for a really long time. Yeah, <laughs> not sure because yeah,
1: good held that little secret to yourself,
0: huh? I was, it's again, it's one of my uh, secret tools that I've I've had in my belt for a really long time. It's really valuable, and I still blows my mind that people haven't picked up on this yet. Yeah.
1: No, I, I mean, I love it. I think it's something that I would be interested in. There's, there's a lot of people that could really benefit from this. And I love the whole idea of set it and forget it type of situation, you know. Now, with the lead funnel on the radio, are you having people reach out to a phone number or an email or yeah. a website?
0: This is the highest quality lead that we've been able to generate. It's common sense to understand that because think about it. If someone is driving down the road and they hear your ad and they pick up the phone, they're motivated, right? This is not, it's like if you took direct mail and it has some really good calls coming in, those golden calls that we love off direct mail Why we put up with it and got rid of all of the bad calls, that's fundamentally what radio is like. It's like if I could just get the gold out of direct mail and like push an easy button and get rid of everything else, right? So, because it's such a high-quality lead, we answer these calls live. We do not provide a URL. We do not want to send them to fill out a web form. We want the phone to ring, and our system is built to capture these live. No way do we send these to voicemail. It's not like direct mail where you might send a voicemail so you can cherry pick the good ones. In radio world, when the phone rings, you want to answer it because it's a good lead, and that's why we answer all of our stuff live. How many people are actually calling in? It's not it is a
1: huge wide net, right? I mean, oh no,
0: yeah, it's so. What I would tell you is, direct mail is high call volume. Like we were dropping a hundred thousand pieces of direct mail a month in two thousand eighteen. Yeah, yep. The call volume was insane. Right? It is, yeah. I mean, we couldn't keep. I mean, it was crazy. How many were coming in? So. That's what A lot of
1: frustrated people, right? They're not so motivated at
0: all along. A lot of frustrated leaders, people. We're counseling our salespeople because they just got <laughs> three FUs in a row. Yeah. I mean, it's horrible. I felt really bad for our sales team having to deal with that. So radio is on the other opposite extreme. And so your call volume is going to be low. It's going to be manageable, which again is what's great for the new investor, right? Sure. Well, for us that are seasoned, I just, if I had a choice of a ton of calls and low quality, or high quality and lower calls, give me the higher quality and lower call volume. It's just easier to manage. And so, let me give you an example. We spend 27,500 a month, and that can equate on average between, depending on the month, 200 to maybe 325 calls. That's not that crazy, is it?
1: No, that's not bad at all. That's crazy.
0: It's really manageable.
1: And then how many of those are you typically closing?
0: Yeah, so we usually close well. The dollar per dollar returns three fifty, but if you're asking like close off, it's usually like maybe one out of uh, twenty, something like that. I think is okay. the last statistic I saw when I asked my COO. I think it's yeah, one out of twenty.
1: Love it, man. Well, that is something. Uh, I mean, you're you're the only one I know, right? So <laughs> it, it's uh it's something very intriguing. It's awesome. Yeah. I love it.
0: And the last thing, a couple other last benefits as we're wrapping up, you yeah. know, that I would say is I think for all of us, we have a little shame in spamming people and doing marketing that's sleazy. I mean, let's be honest, yeah. um, the thing about radio and the thing that my team will tell you is they're proud of it. They're proud to advertise on radio because they don't feel like they're harassing people. It's an honorable marketing stream, unlike some of the other things that we do to get deals. Sure. And I'd much rather start a relationship with a seller that sees us as a celebrity And happy to call us versus, all right, I got to call this guy to just spam me because my circumstance requires, but I already think this guy's or woman is a shark, but I'm going to make the call anyway. I mean, where would you want to start the relationship with the seller? And we convert those, we make them happen. It's just not the ideal situation. So I would say that. And then the last thing I would say is it's super scalable. You can start really small if you're newer. And then if you're listening and you're more of a bigger player, let's say you're doing virtual wholesaling, your goal is to go into different major markets. What's fantastic about this is the ability that you can scale it. You can spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a month on radio if you want. I like things that are scalable.
1: I love that. I love that. Is that your goal in the future to really start scaling this break off into some uh, other? No, area? I have
0: other businesses. So I don't really have a desire to go into multiple major markets. That's just not yeah. my business plan. I love working Texas where we work like North Texas yeah. and just do more deals out of there, but nothing wrong with virtual wholesaling. I got good buddies in my multipliers brotherhood or mastermind that I run that do that. Just not my direction personally on where I want to go long-term.
1: Yeah. Final question before we start jumping into, you know, wrapping everything up and talking about your future and and the brotherhood and everything else you got going on. Cause I know you're a man of of many different talents. You got a bunch of different things in the fire right now, which is awesome with your ads. Are you having yourself do it or is it somebody you're hiring out or a woman or?
0: Yeah, both. We recommend, and we know this from split testing that the best return comes when the owner CEO records that ad. So, I do record the ads. It's super easy to do. I actually have a microphone in my back room that I can do it from Mexico um, or you can go down to your local radio station. I just don't have one obviously in Tulum. But we also sometimes use local talent that does it for free. So, for example, on our coronavirus, um, one that we did on a country station, we wanted somebody to come in with more of a country type voice, right? Because we wanted to communicate relatableness, right? That, Hey, we understand where you're at. We're going virtual. We understand what's going on. And it just, it came across really well in that kind of country accent with that particular demographic. So
1: I love that. So Tell me what your future looks like. I want to hear about this. And then afterwards, if you don't mind diving into, I know you got your brotherhood going on. You got a mastermind. You're, uh, you're coaching people to do this radio lead generation. So, I mean, you got a lot of things going on.
0: Yeah, yeah. So to wrap up the radio, you know, people are like, well, how do I find out more? If you're listening, like, man, I need to get all over this. We actually limit people per market. I'm not going to let it get oversaturated. So depending on the size of the market, we'll let anywhere between one to three people in that market, which means we have markets sold out. So you'd have to even see if your market's open. Um, But it starts with due diligence. And what you want to do is simply schedule a call and ask questions and uh, see if it's a good fit for you. And you can do that by going to Wholesaling Inc dot com forward slash REI radio again that's wholesaling inc. com forward slash REI radio and book a call so future for me, a couple of things I work on and my big passion is Multipliers Brotherhood, which is a mastermind that I run that meets in Tulum, Mexico, where I live. And we focus on the top 5% of real estate investors in the country. Everything from multifamily to single family, to guys doing education, to guys that have funds, like it's everything under the umbrella of real estate. But my passion about it is, is yeah, we talk business, but what we really do that I think is most valuable is we're a brotherhood, deep brotherhood that talks about the hard things. And if you were to say, Chris, what do you wish you would have done sooner in your life? It's really twofold. I should have gotten a real estate coach sooner. Um, or a business coach, I, I wasted a couple of years trying to trial and error, which was dumb. I could have just duplicated.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and the second, and I think there's no question about it, you have to surround yourself and get in the right communities. So, I'm such a big believer in business communities and masterminds and so forth. So, we continue to uh, grow that. It's almost about sold out. So, we cap around 50 members because we don't want it to lose its intimacy. Sure. So, I'm doing that. And then, uh, obviously, coaching people around the country on radio, which I love. And then I'm a lifestyle guy. So part of it is I don't want to work more than, you know, my typical 30, maybe 40 hours a week. I want to be hanging out and going spear fishing and, you know, paddle surfing and uh, enjoying my life. So I, I love growing businesses, but I equally love living and uh,
1: (laughs) that's what we're doing it for right
0: we all say that but uh, i'm amazed at how we all get trapped into this when then uh mentality and that and that false mentality is well when my business gets to here then i'll start spending more quality time with my wife Or my family. When my business gets here, then I'll start traveling the world like I said I was going to do. And the problem is that can just keeps getting kicked down the road and we develop bad habits. And before we know it, rather than owning a business, we own a job that we hate. We're stressed out and we're burning out. And that's where you see a lot of real estate entrepreneurs and business people in general end up bowing out. And it's just because they didn't carry the load right. As, as C.S. Lewis says, it's, it's not the load that breaks a man. It's the way that you carry it.
1: Mm, that's so good. How can people get a hold of you?
0: Yeah. So I just launched my YouTube. So you can check me out at Chris Arnold Real Estate for YouTube. I gave you the Wholesaling ink for radio. And if you just want to poke around on multipliers, again, I just challenged one of my messages is people getting into community. I don't care which one it is, but you can go to multipliersbrotherhood.com and uh, just see what it's like. We actually have a documentary that's about to come out, which I'm super excited about, really nice. excited about on multipliers brotherhood on what it's like to be in a real brotherhood. With other great men.
1: Wow, that's sick. How long have you been running that?
0: Almost four years now.
1: Four years, no kidding. Okay, that's awesome, man.
0: That's exciting. So cool. Anything
1: else you want to touch on? Nah, man. Hey, I appreciate your time so much. I really do. And for all the listeners, definitely dive in, check out this man. He's awesome. He's got a lot of awesome things going on. If you're interested in learning how to advertise on radio to get some lead generation coming in, definitely going to want to reach out to Chris and pick his brain, get some guidance, some uh, coaching from this man. If you guys haven't yet, make sure that you subscribe to Ready, Set, Go Real Estate Investing Podcast. Also, if you want to connect with me, you can do so at BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Otherwise, Instagram, Brandon Elliott Investments, or Facebook.com slash Brandon Elliott, R-E-I. So till next time, guys, we will see you on the very next episode. Chris, appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Hey, thanks for having me. God bless, guys.
0: This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.